just in that stillness, just close your eyes and just reflect with me upon these words. Advent is a season of anticipation, of holy waiting. It is a waiting characterized not by idleness or even contented peace, but by prophetic yieldedness and active hope. Perhaps more than any other season in the Christian calendar, Advent acknowledges the already and not yet nature of the kingdom of God. In remembering the anticipation of Christ's first coming, we acknowledge and nurture our anticipation of his second coming. Advent is a season for the prophets, for the dreamers, for the poets. A great light has shone, yet there is still so much darkness to pierce, so much gloom to overcome. Advent should be a season of surprises too of God showing up when and where we least expect Emmanuel in a womb, in a barn, as a poor minority in the oppressive empire, at the soup kitchen, in that church service you resisted attending, in that family member with whom you disagree, in every corner of the world from Ferguson, Missouri, to Palestine, to your kitchen. It is the season to slow down and pay attention, to listen to the prophets, to look for God in God's distressing disguises. Please open your eyes into our darkness. A great light has appeared. If you would put the lights back on. So during this season, there's several suggestions, several encouragements. From the quote that I, I read you, there's some movements that we can go through. One is it's a time to slow down and to pay attention. It's a time of holy waiting. That that's not to be confused with idleness uh, or just restfulness, peace. But it's I love this statement. It's a waiting in prophetic yieldedness. What that simply means is to listen for God to speak. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. It's a time to slow down. Pay attention. There is still a lot of gloom. And in that gloom, there are these lights that flash. Slow down. Pay attention. 
Time to listen. Listen to the prophets. Listen to the dreamers. Listen to the poets. It's a time to look for God. And again, just that phrase, in God's distressing disguises. I mean, who would have ever thought that God would show up in human history through the womb of a virgin? Who would have ever guessed that God would be born in a feed trough in the lowest of the lowest class in the nation that he was born into? Who would ever thought that God would be born into this, this poor minority that lived in this very oppressive empire? God's distressing disguises. Now with those movements, slowing down, paying attention, listening, Looking for God, I've got three questions. How in the world are we going to slow down and pay attention when the world around us is speeding up and growing louder? And I thought about my my visits to Houston. I don't know. You hit Katie, and all of a sudden it seems like there's a magnet in downtown Houston. Because everything just starts going. Have you ever had that experience? Everybody starts going faster the closer you get to downtown Houston. And it's noisy and it's crazy. Well, this Christmas Advent season is like that. So maybe, again, in asking these questions, it's just a reminder, those of us following Jesus really are a counterculture movement. We're not going the same speed We're not making the same noise as the culture around us. And so how are we going to resist being squeezed into the mold of this world during this season? And how, and then I, you know, how, how do we discern the true prophet, the true dreamer, the true poet, and give our attention to them over all that is false in our day. How do we discern between true and false? And then where do we got where do we where, where do we need to go? If we're gonna see God in his distressing disguises today, where do we need to go to see him? Well, with those three questions and with those movements of Advent, I I want to invite you into the story found in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 22. When the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him, Jesus, to the Lord. As it's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves of two young pigeons. No question about it, Jesus was born Jewish. His parents were Jewish. 
His parents were going to the temple in Jerusalem, abiding by the law of Moses. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. He was looking forward, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, the comfort of Israel under the oppression, under the silence of God. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. And the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. What I'd like you to notice is that when God comes, the movements that we talked about happen. Simeon had slowed down and he was paying attention. He was living in a holy waiting. He was actively waiting for God to show up. He was prophetically yielded to the Holy Spirit. He was listening as the Holy Spirit guided him, whispered to him, (coughs) helped him to see Messiah in this baby. His active hope cut right through the darkness they lived in. And he recognized Messiah in a distressing disguise. This is a baby born to two very ordinary people. So the reward of going through those movements, Luke 2 continues, Master, now you're dismissing your servant in peace according to your work. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Slow down. Pay attention. Listen. Look for God. And ladies, if you feel left out, Luke makes sure you're not. He continues, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. Then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came And began to praise God and to speak about the child to whom all were looking for the redemption of of Jerusalem. Anna, like Simeon, had learned to slow down and pay attention. She lived day after day, night after night, in holy waiting for about 60 years. She fasted and prayed night and day in expectation of redemption. God will come. God will redeem us from our oppressors. 
God will speak again. And she listened to a dreamer like Simeon. And by embracing that coming, they, they truly, they, they experienced a coming of God. They participated in these simple movements. They slowed down, paid attention. They listened to prophets and dreamers and poets. And they looked for Messiah to come and they saw him. So the coming of Messiah, there's three of them. We tend to just talk about two of them. But the first one is what the story is about. Jesus coming, born in Bethlehem. Then we talk about, okay, when he, when, he, when, he, when he left, when he ascended, he promised he'd come back. So that's the second coming. That's somewhere out there in the future. First coming, second coming. But my friends, since the time of Bernard of Clairvaux, Christians have spoken of the three comings of Christ Jesus. In the flesh in Bethlehem, in our heart daily, and in the glory at the end of this age. For those of you that were here last week, remember? Remember the verse we read? Let the king's peace... Let the king's peace be the deciding factor in your hearts. That's what, that's what you're all called to in this one body. That's, that's Jesus coming into our hearts now, bringing peace. This is part of his rule. That's a coming. So then my question is, as we go into this Advent season... I mean, I just, I just think these movements are things that we should stop and think about ourselves and make some decisions this morning that are going to put us on the path to celebrating Advent. So, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, if, if you're saying, yes, I want to do this, just raise your hand. Not yet. I mean, ask the question yet. That's my sister. She's just gung-ho. She's also jet-lagged, so. What's my name? Do you know me? <laughs> Who of us? I mean, just maybe, does this hit you? You want to slow down and pay attention. Any of us want to do that? I want to slow down and pay attention. Great. Put your hand down. Now, you can say yes to more than one of these, okay? Okay. Who of us wants to listen to the true prophets, dreamers, and poets today. Great. Which of us want to look for God in all his distressing disguises? And who wants to experience the daily advent of Christ coming in our lives, in our hearts. That's amazing. Now, if you raised your hand all four times, would you stand up? If you're, if you're not standing up, don't feel, don't feel guilty. That's, this is not to guilt anybody. 
But if you want to repent and stay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Bad joke. I'm going to get, I'm going to get in trouble. Can I go to lunch with somebody? Susan's really shaking her head in an intimidating way. You know, without helping each other, it's really, I mean, we can make, like we just, we made a decision. We raised our hand. We stood up. We're saying, yes, we want to do this. But without encouraging each other, it's really hard to follow through with this. So that's really what I want us to do as we kind of come to a time of just, okay, Holy Spirit, we we want this to work in our lives. We want this to be activated. So one of the ways we can just simply bless each other. So those of us that are standing, you know, we want to bless each other that we're going to follow through in all of these ways. For those of us that are sitting, we want to go to each other. We're just identifying who's sitting, who's standing. And we want to go and encourage one another in that. And so we're going to take about five minutes for us just to encourage each other so that we can follow through with what we want to do. May we do that? Okay, so go for it. <laughs>